welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast. I am your host, Stephen Labine, here with always, always nice and pretty, Jared Sheldon. I'm always with you, Stephen. Oh, well, I mean, today, yes. Today. When, when you're sleeping, when you're awake, I'm under your bed. <laughs> You, you, I have no landing strip for this bit. You started at Santa Claus and uh-huh. ended with a demon under my bed. Steven. Yes? I am your sleep paralysis demon. Okay. Tell, describe me. Des, describe to me uh, sleep paralysis demon. What do you look like? I am a Teletubby mixed with a Yoshi. <laughs> what a Needs to drop your guard. What a horrifying image. Thank you for that sleep paralysis demon. Imagine, like, what a real, like, I know, like, we know what a Teletubby looks like, but imagine it's, like, actually, because, like, it's a puppet mascot thing, but, like, imagine that's, like, it's real, like, fur skin or whatever, like, you'd, like, touch it, like, if it was, like, a real living being. (laughs) I imagine that the costume feels pretty felty. Like, right, no, but imagine, like, if it wasn't a costume, like, mm -hmm. like, if this was, project that on, or, like, like, SpongeBob or whatever, like, horrifying material to oh, yeah. like, touch and observe move through space. I want to say it would be kind of like a uh, beaver or platypus fur where it's like that it's it's short hair but uh it feels more matty and not enjoyable to the touch. Now you make me want to write like some historical fiction of them hunting teletubbies for the fur trade. Uh <laughs> Go on. I'm becoming as unhinged as Greg. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. We okay. So this is our first uh, dirty double. We are recording back to back episodes. So this is our second episode of the evening. Uh, so from here on out, every odd episode will be unhinged. Yeah. Which which also means that this is our first episode that we watch together because we have made a point to not watch two episodes and then go back and talk about the first episode because we don't want things we don't want the details being mixed up in our heads uh but also this means that we are in the room together not saying anything to each other i mean we were talking but not saying anything that we thought would be good podcast content correct i avoided saying things that were on my brain through most of that episode so there was a lot of silence i so the podcast version of me you're hearing isn't that different from who I am as a person. This the level of animated I am is right now is not a performance. This is who I am. No, this is just Jared. And so there I have no choice but to react <laughs> to what is happening in front of me. Well the the way you say that makes it seem like I am like this completely different person. I I I turn on the thing and suddenly it's yeah <laughs> sorry to whoever's eardrums we just blew out with that i did i might um, i might have to edit that out <laughs> <laughs> um no but you know you know you're not um i'm just saying like you know like when people you like when you're you know meeting someone new for the first time like you're putting on a performance or yeah. like when you're i sure i'm not like this all of the time but like 75 i'm as much as rich is naked i am this. <laughs> as much as we see the lovely uh, white thighs of Rich. That's how much Jared is on all the time. I don't like the construction of that sentence. <laughs> it's too bad. It's already. It's been said. Uh, speaking of things that have been said, 
if you want to go on your podcast store, your podcast app. Don't buy podcasts from the store, Stephen. They are free. Oh, you say that, but suddenly there are things that you can purchase from Apple Podcasts. They've made premium content. Wait, really? Yeah. That's a thing? That's a thing. You can subscribe to premium content through Apple Podcasts. We're doing SiriusXM but worse. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, things that we've said before. If you want to go on and rate us on your podcast app, do that. It helps us out. It helps people find it. Or if you want to tell people, uh, say you, you have friends that watch Survivor, or you, you you watched it with your parents growing up, and you want to relive those moments with them, send it to them. What is surprising about putting like plugging this on like my own Instagram and stuff is the number of people that like Survivor that are bigger bigger fans of Survivor than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, you kept up with that show for, you know, the last 20 years? That's kind of amazing. Like, you're not the kind of person I would expect to do that. Like, you're not somebody that, like, has cable anymore or yeah. cares about reality TV. So, um, that's kind of neat. Most people aren't as obnoxious with it as I am. Sure. Uh, most people aren't going out and buying buffs. Most people are just watching it and saying, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I've watched, uh, I've loved seeing how this show grows. Uh, however, I am not most people. Actually, keep talking. I'm going to put my buff on. Oh my god. Wait, you really... You have it here? Yes, I have oh, it Okay, here. well then, while he's doing that, I guess... Um, yeah, I mean, every podcast you listen to or thing you watch on, like, YouTube or whatever will tell you to like and subscribe. Uh, or rate and subscribe. And we are doing that as well. Um, but it really does help. Uh, this is just a fun thing that we're doing. Uh, I don't care if there's only one person who listens. We're going to keep doing it because we enjoy it. Um, but I think this is a cool niche thing that uh, an audience would enjoy if exposed to it. And the only way to get people exposed to it is for people to rate and send with their, send it to their friends. And now I have a buff, too, I yes, guess. Everyone gets a buff. I get a buff. You get a buff. Uh, you have received the orange buff from 42. Okay. Uh, this I, is the closest I'll ever be to being on the show. Yes. Well, no, I don't know. Maybe. Once again, Stephen, type 1 diabetes. Hey, you never know. Maybe they're getting real chill with that kind of thing. Uh, I am wearing the season 40, the Winners at War uh, merge buff. It's black. It's, I thought it was really cool, hmm. so I bought it. I uh, I mean, maybe if there's a cure for diabetes. Hey, uh, get on that, science. I mean, ask Jeff. Jeff has a lot of money. Jeff, start funding. Do the Dolly Parton method and just start funding things. That works. Yeah. Um, if anyone out there listening has a pancreas that they don't need, hit me up. SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. <laughs> Reach out to me. I will take your pancreas. Okay. Uh, we have stalled long enough. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and Nothing like a rambling 10-minute cold open. I know, right? <laughs> that we, we really lost it when I started searching for my buffs in this room so uh yeah we're starting with the episode <laughs> episode seven the merger all right so uh in the week between last episode and this episode really not a lot happened in the world at least uh not like newsworthy um the biggest thing is just coldplay released their debut album 
um, parachutes. So, uh, in this week is when Coldplay came to exist oh. uh, as an entity. Um, and I forgot to mention this last time. The number one, or the number one song of the week last time was still uh, Gabriel Iglesias' song, so I didn't uh, uh, change it over. But this week it was Everything You Want by Vertical Horizon. A song I have never heard of, and a band I have never heard of. I don't know. That's not ringing any bells in my brain. I already look forward to next week. This does not stay number one in the charts for long. It's like four days. Cool. Perfect. I'm glad. Uh, do Did you write down what uh, what the week was? Like, the, the date oh, range? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is uh, July 15th, I believe. Let me oh. check here. Oh, no, sorry. July 12th uh, through July 19th. Okay, I'm just trying to, like, place this in my brain of uh, where I would be at this very moment. Uh, Middle of July, I would have been uh, between, I think, my... think kindergarten and first grade. Mm-hmm. Like could, it could be first and second. Yeah, I think I think we were about. I think well, obviously we were in the same grade because we uh, graduated the same year. Uh, however, uh, it's just really really interesting to me because I there's definite images in my brain of like, okay, when did I have a Nintendo sixty four? When did I move houses? It's it just interesting things to me, but to no one else. Continue. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo 64 was definitely out at this time. Yes. 96 or 98, I believe, somewhere around there. Yeah. I think, yeah. I want to say 98. That sounds right. That could be wrong. Um, Yeah, so we are in to episode six. This whole episode. We are not in episode six. We're in episode seven. We are in episode seven. Did I say episode six at the start? Well, oh well. We're going on. Episode seven uh the merger the merger this whole episode is about the merger i want to say 75 percent of this episode is all merge things so this whole season is novel right it we're seeing things for the first time and in some ways it doesn't feel like the show like sometimes it doesn't feel like the show understands that it's like being novel Mm -hmm. and sometimes it does and this episode feels like they know that this is kind of like a novel concept. Like, oh yeah, like we're gonna do this like ambassadors retreat. Um, I didn't realize liminal space could be constructed into an episode. This whole episode was liminal space. <laughs> it it was just so wild because right off from the bat, you're like, okay, I think I know what to expect from a, a merge. Mm-hmm. I think I know what's gonna happen, and then it gets all thrown out the window unless you've seen this specific season before uh immediately we're told jenna and sean are the ambassadors for their tribe and they are going to have what is essentially a war council meeting on a sand well first they're gonna go to each other's tribes correct to meet them and like explore the camp and decide is this the only time that they get to choose which camp they're living at i can't say with certainty However, it's certainly the... F- I don't remember this ever happening where they come so together. So it's not long-lived if they if they do decide which no, beach to live at. certainly not. Uh, but yes, they each team appoints ambassadors. They go to each other's tribes and essentially sell each other on the camp. Show them around. Say, hey, 
this is what we have, this is what we don't have, but really we just don't want to move, is essentially what everyone's getting at. We don't want to move camps. Uh, 90% of the people do not want to pick up their stuff and go. And honestly, it makes sense. I have, we are humans. We Object in motion stays in motion, and object at rest does not want to get the hell out of the camp. Yeah, and also it, it's, you know, these tribes are evenly split. It's also a bit of a power thing. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you're uh, either welcoming people into your home or you are welcoming yourself into someone else's home. Yeah. One of those is a power position. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in the process, they're kind of describing each other. They're kind of getting the, uh, the the feel of the other teams. Uh, and uh, yeah, Jenna goes to uh, Toggy's Beach and Sean goes to Bagong's. Yes. Because... I actually wrote down, I said, I was like, why the hell did they send Sean? I don't know. I do. Okay. The other four of them wanted to strategize. I, it's it's not a bad plan. I, I, I caught it uh, when they were talking about who to vote off next, and Rich talks about, like, maybe Sean. And I was like, oh, that's why they sent him. Mm-hmm. Because they couldn't, if they send one of the four of them, they can't have that conversation. Correct. Uh, but also, I think it, it's a nice play to say, hey... Sean, you're important to us. Go be the leader of our tribe. Go away. It's like when you hand uh, your little brother a controller that's not plugged in, and you're like, don't worry, you're playing the game too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't Or worry. like when you're you're like the child, the toddler that has like the, the fake steering wheel in the car, yeah. so they feel like they're driving the car for the, our non-gamers out there. Don't you worry, buddy. You're doing your best. Thanks for helping us get to our destination. Uh, yeah, they're going around. They're seeing the each other's camps. Each team has some good stuff. Each team has some things that they could really do without. Yeah, the editing really leans into how much Betty, how much better Toggy's Beach is than Pagong's. I mean, we see the montage of like. Jenna being wowed by like oh all this fish and like oh wow you guys have done like a well-oiled machine with like this nice music under it yeah. and then it keeps coming back to Toggy and it's just the three dudes sitting there like mm. chewing on tapioca and you're like yeah I want to say I'm going to disagree on this just a little bit in that it, okay. I think I feel like the camps are pretty well even in that all the amenities were Similar, some things were better than others, but personality-wise and welcoming-wise, Jenna had a much better time True. at that camp than Sean did at Pagong. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's just, they don't know how to talk to Sean, Sean doesn't know how to talk to them. Sean doesn't know how to talk to people. That's true. That is very much true. Uh, I wrote down things that were good on the Toggy Beach fish the shelter seemed a little more organized in that they had separate areas for separate things uh pagong they had their toilet that they did not move so i imagine it was real smelly uh and but they had like lots of tapioca and they knew how to find it and weren't doing a great job at selling the tapioca though no (laughs) it didn't look good at all yeah that's yeah, that's edible. <laughs> My favorite quote 
from all of this was just meeting everyone and describing each other. Uh, I don't remember who said this, but it was used to say, Rich is naked a lot. I also wrote that down. I think it was, um, it was, I think it was one of the women on Toggy. Uh, I want to say it was Susan talking to Kelly. Yeah. Um, or Susan talking to Jenna, I mean. Um, maybe Kelly talking to Jenna. Um, and just, yeah, I think it was Kelly. Uh, yeah. Rich, Rich is naked a lot. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's fine. I hope you can deal with what, I hope you can survive this. They even had like a little cross stitch that said like Rudy's Rowdy Diner hanging yeah. up next to the kitchen. It that, was so cute. That I, was cute. I really enjoyed that. It was very brief and you wouldn't have caught it unless you were paying close attention, but it was right there. One thing I've noticed, um, is that for... Because, like, we get first impressions again. Mm-hmm. Um, we get first impressions in a way that we don't get in the first episode because we are meeting everyone for the first time. Yeah. But we get to see uh, Pagong meeting Toggy and Toggy meeting Pagong for the first time, especially on these ambassador tours. We yes. Get to see, and we get to see a lot more of Jenna meeting Toggy because they're more organized and more personable, whereas Sean sits in a corner and chews on a root. Um, <laughs> and one thing that just struck me is how obsessed everyone is with rich's sexuality yes they are constantly bringing it up they talk about like oh the girls sleep over here including rich eh? and like it doesn't bother rich rich doesn't care from what we can see um but like it's just such a novelty to all of them i guess that's the word of the episode novelty (laughs) um like they've never it's like they're it's like they're meeting like an alien in some ways yeah they're they're hanging on it for far longer than they need to and like these things could definitely be edited out like they don't they don't need to be there it doesn't tell a story it doesn't help with anything it's just real cringy looking back on Eh. uh was there any other things that jumped out to you for the the visits the uh ambassador scanning the the beaches uh, I, th- I thought it was interesting that Jenna's a young mom. I mean, she's she's probably, what, mid-20s, late-20s? Um, yeah. Keep, and keep going. I'll, I'll look up how old. And it's just, it's never come up. Um, it, it's so interesting how close these people have kept their personal lives to their chest, where we just see, like, it pops out like Gretchen, or was it Sue, is like an Air Force, I think it was Gretchen, uh, went to, like, Air Force Survival School, and they it's, it's brought up in, like, one sentence and then never again. Mm-hmm. Um... And that's just, you know, it's kind of cool that her, her goal is like, oh no, I, I want to show that like, you know, I'm not a victim of circumstance. I'm a young mother that, uh, you know, I don't know if she chose to be a young mother or something, you know, if if something happened or whatever, but, um, she's taken it and turned it into her own positive and shaped her own narrative and kind of just like slips that into conversation of like, that's my goal for being here. And in a season where we don't have a lot of people who seem to have goals for being here, although people are starting to learn and remember that there's money involved, <laughs> um, that was just kind of cool to see. Yeah. Jenna's 22. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One of the youngest ones. Yes. I would assume that she was the same age or older than Greg, so who's 24, so that's interesting. Nope. Hmm. She, is, she is the youngest with Kelly, who is also 22. We continue my bit of Jared cannot identify ages. <laughs> I, it's just such a hard thing, and it's I've, tough. I am also in the same boat of people look at me and often misage me for much much younger because I I look I sound younger than I am. Uh, my favorite was when I was working with professionals, 
and uh, they went down the line, and they're like, you must be in, like, is this a college program for you? I'm like, I'm 25. I'm, I've, I've been out of college for like three years. Thank you. Little did you know, Stephen's actually an elder god um, and has been here longer than yeah. any of us. <laughs> no, they thought I was in high school. They thought I was 18. Like, oh, no. Yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound as severe enough as I thought. Um, yeah. I thought Jenna wanting to be a good role model for her kids. That was cute. It was really nice. Uh, Also, somebody called Sean dumb, and I just wrote (laughs) down, Sean is dumb. Yeah, Sue, and I quote, Sean is dumb, describing to Jenna. Uh, It was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. She's right. She's absolutely right. Sean is dumb. Sean is playing this game dumb. Uh, Hey, remember the bowling alley? Yeah. (laughs) We've never seen the bowling alley since. Uh, just a reminder, Sean is a neurologist. <laughs> just thought I'd point that out. Listen, some people are really good at one very specific thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also talk about the ethics of alliances. Yes. Which is kind of a running theme for this episode, but it starts around this time. Uh, Rudy is is all in. He's all in, baby. Yep. He says, you gotta, you gotta get a little dirty to win this game. Rudy it might be the most interesting person in the season for me. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he he is in his 60s, so he was born in the 30s. Yeah. Um, the world has changed a lot through Rudy's life. <laughs> Correct. He could be like BB. He, he could just, you know, stomp his feet and dig his heels in and, and resist change, but he just kind of goes along with it yeah. in, in ways that are really interesting. Like, he has the things that he's stuck in his ways about. Mm-hmm. Like, deciding that this is my spot in the shelter. Correct. And I will not abdicate it, and no, I will no, kick no, you no. in the face spot throughout the night for it. Hell no. But then he, like, he's a pragmatist above all, and he's not judgmental. Like, he he will be, he's talked about Rich running around naked, he's like, I don't really like it, but, eh, whatever. Um, I like Rudy. I like Rudy, too. He is a quote machine. Oh, he is the king of one-liners. He cranks him out. Everything, uh... Everything to Rudy is a pain in the ass. Yeah, everything's a pain in the ass. And he says that exact quote at least three times in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's a pain in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jervis is ready to bring the fun. He's ready to bring over the fun to the other tribe, because he doesn't think the tri- other tribe has fun. That was so interesting he's like yeah sean just wants to have fun i'm like yeah you're right and also that's not the goal of this correct um i think that i think that sean's a bad influence on jervis who (laughs) might have been turning his game around if not for this merge um i was kind of hoping that uh uh joel forgot his name wow uh joel (laughs) going home would be a wake-up call for jervis and now i think it will not be unfortunately um, yeah, Jervis bringing the card games and the fun. Yep. Uh, I love it. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of, uh, a lot, a lot of Jervis in a whole different world than a lot of these other players. Uh, Ambassador Summit. So <laughs> Jenna and Sean are, they each paddle out to a little sandbar that is about 
did they say a mile offshore? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, far enough that it it seemed like a, a trek, but close enough that they could be seen, their fire could be seen from shore. At least from the Pagong Beach. Yes. Um, they got a full dinner with bread, potatoes, was it lobster? lobster? Yeah. Yeah, we got this really gross shot of Sean slow-mo, like, putting lobster in his mouth. Mm. And I was like, who is that for? Delicious. Who is that for? <laughs> and four bottles of wine. Jesus Christ. Four bottles, Jared, for two people. They, wh- why? I don't know. You could have a bottle a person. That would have been fine if not excessive yeah two like bottles a person for two, one night it was it was a lot it was very much a lot um and it's they're tasked with deciding the name the camp and from the camp that they don't choose three items to take to the new one and they have to design a flag yes you come in you're thinking this is gonna take them three hours and then they'll go back but they are given the whole night they're they have a camp set up they have beds they kind of and and they talk about this jenna specifically talks about this it's kind of weirdly set up in a romantic situation it is which is odd because it's not like they had um they knew who the bachelor was going to be at the start of the season no they certainly didn't plan all of that in a couple of hours, which means they had this weird romantic setup regardless of who was going to be the ambassadors. So who, uh, who is your, would be your favorite odd couple? Oh, jeez, I need to look at these tribalists right now. I mean, Rudy with a bullet. Like, here's my... uh, No, I got it, I got it. Okay. Uh, 1,000% Rudy and Colleen. That would be hilarious. I would enjoy that. Uh, Rudy Colleen, Rudy... Gretchen would be kind of fun. I think they'd really get along, they actually. Might. I I don't know why, but they they might. No, wait, I've changed my mind. Rudy Greg. Ooh. Ooh. That's really good. Only one of them's leaving that sandbar alive. <laughs> and it's not gonna be Greg. Uh yeah, so they're staying over the night. And yeah, Jenna mentions like, eh, hey, this feels kind of weirdly romantic. And Sean is Sean's the first incel. Like, Sean talks... He's, like, already acting rejected when nothing's happened. He, like, walks up to her, like, kisses her on the cheek before they have dinner, which is yeah. weird. It but, is weird. Uh, okay. Um, and then, like, kind of, like, pouts in his confessional of, like, uh, tried to make it romantic... Like, the, they were trying to make it romantic, but I don't think she's into it. Not talking about how he feels about it at all. No. Um, just kind of, like... But, like, being, like, like kind of pouty, um, implying that he was kind of, kind of hoping something would happen. Yeah. And then has... And then the next day has this weird diatribe on the beach about, like, oh, well, there's... You know, girls just go for looks. They don't want... They don't care about personality. Like... You fucking neckbeard. <laughs> Just uh, maybe don't expect something to happen on this thing that doesn't matter to you. This is a game. Like, or, like try to, like, ha- like, he's also, he's putting it in this camp. And I feel like this is something that happens with those types of, comp- those types of, like, uh, girl, just go for a look, blah, blah, blah. That, like, instead of it identifying that, hey, there's something in me that has to change, i.e., like, 
you know, I, they obviously were never going to be compatible anyway, but like, you know, I, I, something I am doing is putting off people I'm trying to attract. No, it's the women that are the problem. That, or it's something I can't change, my, i.e. my look, so yeah. I'll blame it on that, rather than something that I can actually work on and improve, like being like an open, vulnerable person or whatever they are yeah. looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Real bummer. <laughs> Not saying you change yourself to attract people, but like become like a better person. Yeah. Just uh, be cool with who you are and maybe uh, things just kind of happen for you. But also don't expect things to happen because yeah. Jenna was like, nah, Jenna wasn't happening. Don't pout when you don't get sex after four bottles of wine <laughs> on a sandbar. Truth. Uh, I will jump back because what I did notice is that in his introductory speech, this was the most Jeff voice I've heard this whole season. Yes. He described it well. He was energetic. All right, guys, this is what's going to happen. You're like, Jeff, oh, you're figuring it out. I I hope that he figures out that that's the tone soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how he said he was talking to the contestants um in a more i mean it is a more performative way yeah that's fine and that's kind of what we come to expect in later seasons Mm -hmm. um but he's still talking to the camera like it's a fireside chat like he's addressing (laughs) the nation it's odd it is odd but i'm very glad to see this emerge this happens and this is this is the right track if producers were to go back through the season and be like all right, let's watch your highlights. Like, this is football game tape. Uh, this is what we like. Do more of this. And we hope that that is the case. Figure it, figure it out, please. Um, yeah. It, they, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, so they head back to the Pagong Beach. and. Oh, no, no. Beforehand, uh, everyone is just sitting, waiting for them to come back. They're unclear whether they are coming back that evening, whether they are coming back in the morning. Everyone just kind of sits and waits. And Now, it doesn't seem like they had a timetable that they had to be back by. It just seems like they were told, yeah, come back when you finish it. They probably, they probably told them, like, it has to be within 24 hours yeah. or something because you have to pace out the pace of the game. I think they were just hungover. Yeah. <laughs> I think they just didn't want to paddle back in the hot sun. I don't blame them. Nah. Uh, also, like, I'm sure that the producers told them, don't don't go back in the evening. Like you're either going back before sundown or yeah. you're you're going back in the morning. Hey Steven. Yeah. Where do you think they went to the bathroom on that sandbar? Uh behind the tent is my guess. Yeah, but what if you had to poop? <laughs> we've established we, we know this. that Sean poops. We've, that is canon. We've established <laughs> this. You only poop once every fourteen days. <laughs> That's it. That's all you gotta do. Sean, honey, did you do your Fortnite poop? <laughs> Not like the game Fortnite. Oh, but... no, no. you have uh, That's the new <laughs> tie-in, the video game tie-in. They've tied in everything else, so... This uh, podcast sponsored by Fortnite. <laughs> I, I mean, fine, sure. If you want to support us, Fortnite, go ahead. Put Tie us in. We'll be the next characters from Fortnite. Hey. <laughs> right after Patrick Mahomes and Goku. Anyway, uh, they go back... And they paddle back together, Jenna and Sean paddle back together, mm-hmm. to the Pagong Beach. And tell them, hey, you have five minutes. Go grab these three things, your personal items, and your backpack. And we're leaving. 
that's not very much time. No. They they really didn't need to do that. They didn't need to put the five-minute pressure on them, but uh, here we are. Throw your shit together and go. Yeah, we've been waiting for you for 24 hours, but you have five minutes. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, they show off the flag, and they name the the new tribe Ratana. Ratata. No, it's not Ratata. It's Ratana. It's a Pokemon. Uh, it is not a Pokemon. It. They named it after the Rattan, Rattan Wood. Yes. I said Rattan. That's not correct. Yeah. The Rattan Wood that grows around there. Uh, but they just throw on an A for fun. That was Sean's whole contribution. <laughs> both, both him and Jenna say that. And Sean is so pleased with himself. He's like, the A that I wanted to tack on there and make it, like... I added an cool. A. Good for you. Good for you, dude. Uh, but also, in that confession, they kind of say that Jenna w- pretty much decided everything. Yeah. Uh, Both of them admit that. Yeah. I, and I mean, I'm sure Sean got what he wanted in that he didn't have to change Do beaches. anything? He didn't have to do anything. That's true. I well, like bullying didn't have to Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, let's bully the person who is not here to defend himself. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's what we're doing. Uh, Yeah. Sean, if you're listening to this, you can call in and dispute me. Yes, uh, Sean, please send in your email to uh, survivortbt at gmail.com. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, Anyway, they all pack up their stuff and travel over to the Toggy Beach. I swear I could hear the ghost of Ramona shouting at them that she doesn't want to paddle. <laughs> I don't want to paddle. They, yeah, they paddle on a, a nice little raft, and it every time they get on those rafts, it looks like it's just going to sink. Oh, it is, it is like held together by like twigs. It's, it is like falling apart. It's fully submerged. Yeah. It, it's barely keeping them afloat, but it seems to work for them, so who am I to judge? But it was really nice to see Rich go out, like, swam out to, like, 500 meters to go greet them. Show off. <laughs> it was cute. It was cute. I liked it. Uh, <laughs> I also noted that Greg is short-tempered today. Gre- Greg, in his meeting everyone, was just like... All, all of his conversations are so short and so glib that... I don't know. Is he breaking down? He's been breaking down for five episodes. Yeah, but like before it was bouts of insanity where he would just go off and do his his own thing, shout at the top of his lungs, sing musicals. This seems a different kind of breakdown where it's, it's all internalized and... Yeah, he was manic. Now he's broken bad and he has picked an enemy. Yeah. He, he has decided that it is him versus Rich. It's great. And I am so excited. Yeah. Uh, Except then he says later on, and this is jumping ahead, but... Go ahead. Um, If... He's like... Talking about, like, alliances. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if that's how they're going to play, I hope they vote me off quick. And I was literally like... I mean, I have the power of 20 years of hindsight. Uh-huh. But I was like, so you're saying if people play Survivor... You hope they vote you off. I hope they get rid of me immediately. Like, what? I don't want to play this game that I signed up for and have already been playing for 18 days. Though this was the first episode, it was finally explained to me, like, or at least I finally understood 
why they don't want to group up on votes because they want it to be like this who deserves it like i like they want to vote off the person that they think or you know throw their individual votes at people Mm -hmm. that they think aren't pulling their weight and that that will kind of come about naturally yeah it's kind of it's kind of a classic like except large scale prisoners dilemma if everyone did that okay yeah but all it takes is a very small number as we will see to not conform to that way of thinking to completely take it over they're still playing with this idea that it's an honors game that yeah. way but it it's not it's a million dollars and i don't think it, it isn't an interesting thought experiment like would the game would a season where nobody made alliances at all mm-hmm. and people just voted based on individual performance personalities being around camp would that be as good of tv i don't think it would but it would take some of the gamification out of it um and something that has been a real highlight of this season is watching the uh watching the very personal moments come up mm-hmm. um we talk about it most episodes the the, the they're not always on they're not always playing the game yeah um and that is a positive byproduct of having this sort of quote-unquote honorable approach and just voting for people that you don't like or that don't pull their weight um but you you can't do it it doesn't again it just takes a couple of people to to be as they call it this season sneaky by making alliances and the whole thing is kaput but i just you look at it and you say okay why not control the one thing that you can control in this game yeah and use your brain to say hey four is better than one i'm gonna i'm gonna use the four to get me further especially at a pivotal moment where you have two even tribes that are clearly gunning for each other but don't want to work together to cooperate to make the vote work in their favor do you have the votes from this episode written down i because they're all over the place they are all over the place uh I don't, but I can look it up. I'm real curious quick. how many people voted for someone of their own tribe. Yes, I will look that up. Okay, uh, but we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they everyone moves in. They start adapting the shelter and adapting the camp to more people. Uh, all of the women work on the shelter, <sighs> and all of the men do nothing. Nothing. Not a darn thing. Uh, which really is is so funny to me. It's showing clips of Jervis playing cards with uh with Rich mm-hmm. and just like having a good time. They're bonding. Uh, they're kind of gaming each other and seeing. Oh, I think he let me win a couple games. I think Jervis is a really good socialite. And Jervis being like, Yeah, I might be doing that, but also I'm not trying. It's just me. I just am who I am. And I think I believe him. I do, too. I think he just is that kind of a guy. Yeah. Uh, He's very personable, and he just is going to be who he's going to be. He's gotten by on charm his whole life, and that's that's who he is. The only only one of the guys I'll defend that, because it literally shows all of them for most of that montage, just like laying around, is Rich, because he does all of the fishing. That sounds like it'd be kind of hard. Um, but except for that, I mean, Greg tries to go fishing, I guess. 
He tries. He does not succeed. Nope. Uh, he gets a sea urchin, which you cannot really eat, as far as I can tell, because there's no. no actual meat in there. You might be able to get, like, something, and I'm sure it's a delicacy, because everything's a delicacy if you try hard enough. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Rich says the only thing it's good for is bait. Oh, that could be true. Not entirely sure. And Rudy cooks. I guess I should say Rudy cooks as well. Rudy, the cooking man, uh, and the ladies work on the shelter, and I don't want to say it falls apart because they're actually doing work, but it does fall apart. The roof falls apart, uh, so they are ill-prepared for when rain strikes that evening. Yeah, Kelly makes a comment about um, not, not being good for anything but tying knots. Like, that's what she says about herself, and then immediately makes the roof collapse. <laughs> uh, it, it, mm. You feel bad because they are, they're correct. They're the only ones doing work yep. and the men are, aren't doing Jack. Uh, it's a good time. Good time for all. Um, we get through the night, the rainy, rainy night where Rudy spends all night kicking people in the head, <laughs> kicking people in the head. Um, not out of, not on purpose, not out of malice, but, He's older. He gets up to use the bathroom a couple times in the middle of the night, uh, and he has decided that he is not going to take up less space because there's more people. He will take up the exact same amount of space, and if you are in his way, God help you. Yeah, he just... I can't tell if he's not aware or if he just doesn't care. He just doesn't... No, I think he just doesn't care. Okay. Um, Yeah, no, he talks about... I mean, he he says, he's like, there's like five girls laying on top of me. (laughs) Uh, that'd be great for some of the younger guys, I guess, but it's just a pain in my ass. Pain in my ass. Just like everything. Pain in my ass. The Rudy, Rudy. catchphrase. Rudy. Pain in my ass. Last name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, before we continue, they also have like a nice first night, uh, group campfire moment where they're like, swapping stories. Uh, most of them about sex stuff, says Rudy. Yeah, also a pain in Rudy's ass. Also. Um, <laughs> is, uh, all of their, yeah, all of their sex stories that he doesn't want to be bothered with. Yeah. Which, fair. It's, yeah, okay, whatever. Okay. You're, you're old, you're over it, I get it. <laughs> a little crotchety, that's fine. <laughs> and then, we get our first individual immunity challenge. I'm so excited. I love individual challenges. I think mm. they're far more interesting than team challenges in my brain. Uh, but that's me personally. No, I'm thinking through the team challenges that I've seen and the individual ones, and I think I agree. Mm. I don't generally care for endurance challenges unless I, yeah. they are well edited. Um, thinking specifically, because I, I have seen David versus Goliath, mm-hmm. um, the the Christian challenge. Um where he's just like talking, talking, um, but that's uh, that's the only one I can really think of. And this is this is a cool twist on an endurance challenge, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, I'm excited because the endurance challenge does stick around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a specific circumstance where the endurance challenge is a staple of Survivor. They still do them now. Yes, but not in the way they used to. Mm. Uh, so we'll get to that because it it will come back in the season. Uh, there will be another endurance challenge. Uh, but yes, what this challenge is, the first individual immunity challenge, there are two parts. The first part is a hold your breath challenge. That's it. There is a bar underwater. You can 
hold on to, but really you're holding on for dear life. Last three people up will move on to the second round. I'm not even kidding when I say I would have sat this challenge out. <laughs> You're not uh, not a hold your breath kind of a person? Dude, that gave me so much anxiety just watching them. I mean, they're free to release whenever they want. There's Correct. nothing keeping them under the water. Yes. And yet, couldn't do it. No. Couldn't be me. I, uh, in high school, I went out for the swim team for my senior year of high school. I had never swam competitively before. I, I had taken swim lessons, uh, but it's it's not the same. And it was one of the most difficult things I've ever done. However, what I found is that I learned a new thing about me is that underwater, I'm not claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Underwater is the most claustrophobic feeling in the world for me. Like I had every opportunity to just pop my head up but if you're doing side-to-side lengths underwater as long as you can, my brain goes into panic mode of, I'm going to die here. I did the same thing in seventh grade. Mm. Um, I, but I did, <laughs> I did not do swim lessons. I just <laughs> went, I should do a sport. Ah. And I signed up for I was like, I know how to swim. Let's swim. And it was me and two other kids that were the, like, the bad ones, like the ones that were just bad oh, at yeah. it. So we just like talked about anime <laughs> in the shallow end. And yes. like, I still competed and stuff. Um, I don't think I won a single race. I, <laughs> I, it was, it was not fun. I do not, we are made to be on land. Our <laughs> ancestors, many, 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 many millennia ago were fish that popped out legs and walked up onto the land. And, uh, here we are. I'm not going back. <laughs> We're not doing it. Uh, yeah. Uh, everything, uh, not a super interesting challenge. It was fun to watch expressions under the water. I, I think it was fun to watch. It's not super fun to talk about because yeah. it's just who holds that on longer. Yeah. Um, the final three that, because they do the first leg, uh, all ten of them, and then the three that pop up, or the, the last three that pop up do another leg of it. Um, yeah, so Sean, Jervis, and Greg are the final three. Greg even goes up from the bottom of the water like a sociopath. <laughs> like, he, like, takes his arm. There's a bar you're holding on to to keep yourself under the water. And he just, like, pulls his arms out from under and just lets himself slowly float up. And I'm like, you've been holding your breath for two minutes. How are you not screaming for air, like, popping into the surface? He just, he's like, I am done. And just slowly floats up. This is me. Away. Greg scares me. <laughs> Greg should scare you. Uh, but yes, Greg, Jervis, and Sean are the last. So they get bumped into... Your brain immediately goes, okay, they're just going to do another round of underwater. But they had a second part to this. Good for them. There was an underwater ladder to which you had to maneuver along the underwater ladder, releasing buoys along the way. It was a lengthy ladder. It was really long. It was... Longer than it probably needed to be, but it was interesting for the challenge, so good for them. Uh, (laughs) Sean and Greg do a really good job, and it was very competitive, of running along that ladder underwater uh, and releasing those buoys. They were separated by less than a second. Yeah. It was incredibly competitive. Uh, Jervis, again, does not know how to swim, so Jervis, I don't think, got one buoy. Uh, He was holding on for dear life. I hope someone helped him. 
the panic he must have felt having to go because like the first part of the challenge takes place in like the square dock that you mm-hmm. just kind of like go under the water yeah and you can stand in it they stand in it before but like you can't stand out where that ladder was nope the panic he must have felt being somebody that's been, like been trying to learn to swim over the last 20 days and then just like all right go out there and grab a ladder underwater and pull yourself along like no i don't want to do God, that no. please no uh yeah really threw jervis into a bad spot uh but also i hope he knew that before you could have just like not done well on the hold your breath challenge oh well i don't think they knew part two till they finished part one i don't think they did either uh greg wins the first immunity challenge individual immunity ever yep good for him wins the new individual necklace which jeff calls a talisman it's not as problematic it's not as problematic if i were to describe it uh it looked like the mask that follows you in the crash bandicoot games yep uh like it almost identical minus it wasn't as bright colors uh but yeah it was it was a face on a necklace cool (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah and they jump immediately from that challenge into the tribal council we don't get to see them have any conversations no conversations it's it's just right in they have some brief it feels like we could have removed a couple of minutes of them eating a lobster dinner yeah to have a couple of minutes of conversation this is i i joked uh, when we were watching the episode, this is like the one comment I, I made that I knew I wanted to say again on the podcast, but like, this is the first ever time the audience has been blindsided. <laughs> Cause like, I was like, I have no idea who's going home. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. It's, it's, they don't talk about it nope. in a situation where this is important. This is an important vote. They, we just gloss over it completely. This might be the most important vote of the season thus far. Yeah. And no, like we don't get any insight i the only thing i can think is that would been it would have been too obvious yeah i mean they they briefly talk to a couple people they have one-on-ones and say uh jenna doesn't really care who goes home doesn't matter which team uh she'll vote out the person who should go home uh greg doesn't want alliances but no one feels safe no one is really sure what's going to happen uh but yeah it's a a general it's a cluster everyone kind of votes as they're feeling except for four people. except for four people who are playing the game yep i i will sidebar before we get into the votes uh jenna mood beautiful just what held up the the vote and mood oh yes yeah i i i I kind of hope she does that every vote until Jervis goes home. Yeah. And she just keeps going for Jervis and keeps mooing. Because, like, yeah. F you, guy. Yeah. And uh, it is revealed that Sean is going to vote in alphabetical order down the line. <sighs> <laughs> Sean. Sean, why? Why? You're just taking up a spot someone else could have had at this point. You're making a bowling alley. You're showing off your fishing rod that's never caught a fish to Greg. You're voting alphabetically. You are Super griping about why women don't like you. Why are you here? Yeah, he really is just dragging on longer than he needs to be here. It's 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 bad. It's every time you <sighs> you see more of Sean makes you like him less in this game. Yes, at, yes, one hundred percent. 
in the like first episode, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of interesting. Yeah. And the second episode, I was like, okay, he's a little eccentric, but you know, he's got he's he's trying some stuff out. I loved. I I thought the fishing pole was really cool. And now I'm just now he's just kind of sad. <laughs> well, he lost his he lost his buddy. He can't. Uh, he's on his own. He knows he's on his own. Everything's mm. sad. Uh, but this is weird. This is the weirdest tribal I think I've seen because as we were watching, uh, Jeff reveal the vote, we looked at each other because it was one person, one person, a different person in individual votes across the board. Yep. No, there was not, almost everyone got one vote except regression, obviously who got four. Yes. And no one else got a second vote at all. Correct. There was no overlap, which nope. is statistically very unlikely, even at random votes. Incredibly unlikely. Really impressive. Good good for you, but also, why not just talk to someone so you can coordinate this very important vote? I've said this multiple times this episode, but come on, man. Even if it's just, even if you don't want to do it from a gameplay perspective, just getting her to somebody that you don't like, you think you'd want to um, talk to someone else now i i do remember one person that definitely voted for somebody that was on their tribe which was jervis because he voted for greg and had to cross it out and write oops Oops. and vote for somebody else because he forgot that they had immunity (laughs) okay i have the list of votes it's like i said it's real interesting jervis voted for sue after he crossed out greg uh gretchen voted for rudy colleen richard greg for jenna jenna for jervis sean for colleen and the final one kelly rich rudy and susan all put votes on gretchen what was the second to last one before we got to the gretchen votes or uh, the last one before we got the sean for colleen right because he's doing alphabetical so that means greg jenna and jervis voted for people on their tribe or jervis crossed it out and and wrote someone else down Mm -hmm. so we'll say two and a half (laughs) and that's all pagong it's all pagong no one on toggy voted for a toggy member no because well because they were all in unison except for sean except for sean who voted alphabetically uh it it's crazy to me that they're talking at the big game of we have to stick together as as a group of five and then they don't they don't do that. Yeah, they do immediately throw that plan in the dumpster. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. And Gretchen's... I don't know why Gretchen was targeted. This is part of the problem of us not um, getting to see the conversations after immunity. I don't know why they picked Gretchen at all. I guess they thought that she... They obviously were going to pick somebody on Pagong. Yeah. Or Sean, maybe. But I don't think... I, I think there's like, I is a useful idiot. Um... And they can't vote for Greg. So that leaves Jervis, Colleen, Gretchen, and Jenna. Jervis seems like a more obvious vote there to me. If you're worried about somebody who's going to get individually individual immunities, maybe they're not thinking that far ahead. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, they're like, ah, well, Jervis is a little, uh, will be a little more easy to get rid of because he's just, you know, dicking around playing cards. I liked Gretchen quite a bit, so I was kind of yeah. sad by this vote. I, I like Gretchen, too. I think it, it was a strange vote, and it, it didn't seem like a power play by any means, but maybe they just, just came to a group consensus and went with it. 
Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Gretchen, I I didn't do a whole lot of digging on Gretchen. Uh, there wasn't a ton of stuff, but I also didn't look that long because we did two episodes today. Right, we'd have um, to figure that out. However, uh, interesting fun fact, Gretchen appeared on the post-survivor version of or post-survivor episode of the weakest link oh the the original iteration of the weakest link uh with they had all borneo casts i hesitate i've i was gonna say this earlier because it it was there were other people who have been voted out including uh sean joel and ramona because i'm not entirely sure if they say who the winner is Mm. so i'm not going to advise you go watch that i'm not going to yeah i don't want to miss that just really really interesting uh we will watch that at some point because it is on youtube i went i went back and i i uh snuck a little peek of that uh we can watch that after the season just i also another show i kind of enjoyed it's it was a good one quick paced trivia show they brought it back with uh jane lynch as the host that's a great casting it is a great casting good for them um uh, yeah honestly not a whole lot of other interesting facts about it fun time that's the end of episode seven uh well the, my my couple bits here at the yeah. end oh no tell me tell me who's your uh, protagonist uh it feels like it should be one of the two ambassadors but it's not it's rich it's rich um i mean rich is the one leading the conversation amongst the four of them uh his little rivalry with greg and and having greg go off and do the fishing which doesn't work for greg um and again being the person that really drove the vote this Mm -hmm. episode even though we didn't get to see it um we got to see the little conversation with the four of them uh when sean was gone um and maybe i mean maybe part of the reason we didn't see anything is maybe they didn't talk after that maybe they decide their vote before they merge so that way the four of them weren't going to be seen as talking so they had that uh, obfuscation okay um is my i mean that's my only guess why they would show us literally <laughs> nothing um yeah so i think rich was the protagonist of this episode it's the second time i feel like he's been the protagonist of the episode um but no one else really I guess, like, honorable mention to Jenna again, um, as the person who made all of the decisions for the merge. Correct. And Jenna made so many decisions yeah. in this episode. But because everyone else was just kind of aimless, uh, that wasn't in that main four alliance. Yeah. Um, as far as Gretchen goes, I think she would be a pretty good contestant, honestly. Um, she has... Her biggest flaw, I think, is having um, being a little too particular about things. Mm-hmm. She talks a lot about like wanting things to be clean in camp, or like I'm really excited to go over there because they have things hung up. Um, and she also has the Midwestern trait of fence sitting, where she'd be like, "I don't really want to go to the other camp, but it'll be nice that they have this." Like she's always playing both sides of her mm-hmm. own argument, which just feels just very Midwestern. It, it's really interesting because she earlier in the episode said she feel like she would have fit in better at the other camp. I agree. I th- I agree too. I think she could have if if this was a later game of survivor, she could have came in and been like, "Hey, I want to be in your alliance. I want to go forward with you guys. Yeah. I think you're much better for me than this group of people is, and it will do us both a service to continue in this path." Um but 
nobody thinks to do that because this is season number one. Yeah, and the Alliance of Four, because alliances are taboo amongst a lot of the other members, don't want to radicalize everyone against them. Yeah. So they can't approach somebody that they think could work with them, uh, even if, if they had that read at all with Gretchen. I don't know that they did. I don't know that they did either. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought, I think she's I think she's really sharp and insightful and as long as she could have stronger uh, uh, or communicate stronger opinions uh, to her tribe could do pretty well yep. in a future season. Absolutely. But we'll never know. Or will we? Oh. There are returning me- I, I'm wondering if anyone from Borneo returns. I'm very fascinated. The answer know. is yes. Okay. I'm okay. not going to tell you who. Okay. I mean, you, five seasons in, you get an all-star season. Sure. So I guess you have to. Yeah. You have to. Uh, like I said, not going to tell you who. Okay. Uh, but you will get some returners, and it's... Uh, I'm just thinking of these returners and some of the blow-ups that happen in that season it's just very interesting how the dynamics between that and this are Mm. um like i said not gonna go in any further no no questions asked what's in the episode so thank you for sticking around for survivor turning back time podcast episode seven i'm having fun are you having fun, Jared? It's a great time. It's a great time. It just going back and watching these shows, uh, at first it, it was a project. It, it is a love letter to Survivor a little bit on my part and a little bit more exploratory for you, but I, you're, you're still, you're digging in. You love this too. Oh yeah. And I'm somebody, I'm a very analytical person. I love to dissect media and shows and all of that. So um, on top of just Survivor being something I really, really fell in love with with 4142 it's it's fun for me to get to take something that has such a long storied history and kind of poke at it and see see what aged well what didn't what sticks out to me 20 years later mm-hmm. uh and as always chime in say things Please. to us uh twitter at survivor tbt uh at our email SurvivorTBT at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. Send us your opinions. Uh, send us how you think these people would have done in later seasons. Or if you know these things and you know who comes back, and you can say, hey, let's compare these two, these two versions of this individuals. Do that. Send that to the email. Send that to the Twitter because those things go through me. Jared doesn't see any of that. We'll hold it for a while, but we'll talk about it eventually. Oh, yeah. We will talk about it eventually. Or I can communicate back with you. Easy back and forth there. Please talk Uh, to us. We're very lonely. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jared. Uh, But, yeah. Just excited. Do you have anything you want to promote, Jared? Yeah. uh, I want to promote uh, paying your fantasy football dues. Uh, If you are in a fantasy football league and your commissioner has forgotten to talk to you about your dues... Just pay them proactively. This sounds um, a little pointed, but it's, go ahead. I'm aiming. I'm right at you, cool. Stephen. Thank you. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, you yeah. say that as if I'm not the one who's usually responsible for those, and you have to track down everyone else. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not worried about you. Um, if you're listening to this and you're in my, in my fantasy football league and you haven't paid me yet, pay me. <laughs> pay me, please. Cool. Uh, I don't really have anything to promote other than my normal social medias. Uh, if you would like to follow me on Instagram at Steve the Musical, 
Uh, if you like watching video games on Twitch, I am at Steef Plays, S-C-H-T-E-E-F Plays. Uh, I'm on TikTok as Steef, S-C-H-T-E-E-F. Uh, interact with me there. Otherwise, we love hanging out with you. Just so excited to be here with you guys. Thank you for listening to us. We are on week seven. There are 15 episodes no, of this first season. Uh, no, 12 including a reunion show, so 11 total. You're right, because there are not that many castings. It doesn't matter. We're closing in. We're halfway through season one. So much more on the way. Stick with us. Love it. For now, bye bye Eat your vegetables. <laughs>